did she do? Women Jacker. Hello, I'm Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boomerang land and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. Melbourne Fringe Festival is coming to a close soon, but Melbourne is just waking up to its summer theatre season. Tonight, Melbourne Fringe is hosting its awards night and closing party. It will be a night of captivation, commiseration and celebration. The party starts at 9pm at Trades Hall. It is free and no registration is required. There may be queues though, so come early. Tonight is also the final night for myth, propaganda and disaster in Nazi Germany and contemporary America at La Mama Courthouse. This production celebrates the 20th anniversary of Stephen Sewell's classic political thriller set post 9-11. Bookings via lamama.com.au. The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, is currently playing at Mycelium Studios. It is a modern retelling of one of the most influential and well-known players in history. Tickets are via tri-booking. Are you a podcast fan? Of course you are. Monash University has published a two-part exploration on influencer culture in their podcast, What Happens Next? The meteoric rise of influencer culture has taken over social media, television screens and even the big screen. But what happens behind the selfie stick? If play readings are your thing, Marty Monster is presenting his newest play, Madrina, Italian for Godmother, at the Q Courthouse on the 27th of October. They are inviting you to partake in 1970s fancy dress fun and there will be food, drink, raffles and live music. Madrina is a tale of power, obsession, a Sunday staff meeting, eating muffins, a few dad jokes and a bloody underworld battle to become Coburg's best car dealership of 1976. The event starts at 6pm on the 27th of October at the Q Courthouse. Tickets are through Eventbrite. are commencing their Australian tour in two weeks with special performances by Patrizio Buane. is the world's leading classical crossover group. The tour begins in Sydney on the 31st of October and they come to Melbourne's plenary on the 4th of November. Tickets are on sale via Ticketek. On the 1st of November, where Dingo opens at Arts House, hunted for their duality, shapeshifters meet in secret to safely change into their animal forms and congregate with their feathered brethren. (laughs) 
I can't believe I'm saying this already, but Santa Claus is coming to town from November 24 to December 24. Christmas Under the Big Top is coming to Burnley Oval in Richmond. There is free entry for kids under two, although booking fees do apply. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474-220-050. It's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. It will be an unforgettable night of family harmony and rocking rhythms when Wilbur Wilde's clan join forces to celebrate Christmas. Tickets are via Humanitics. brings Irish dance sensation Airborne back to Australia. The wait is finally over for all the fans who have anticipated seeing this incredible show. The tour kicks off on April 18 and will do 22 shows across Australia. Tickets are on sale at melonevents.com. Finally, Sunset Boulevard is coming in 2024 and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. You can jump on the waitlist at sunsetmusical.com.au. Feature review this week is for Love Nor Money, presented in the meeting room at Trades Hall as part of the 2023 Melbourne Fringe Festival. It's written by Angus Cameron, directed by Justin Knott, and performed by Clarice Bonello, Matthew Connell, and Alexander Lloyd. I often get frustrated by the Fringe 45 formula, and I've really enjoyed how some shows in the late time slot this year have allowed themselves permission to expand beyond that and give their shows some of the time they need to develop and resolve. For Love Nor Money, showing in the meeting room at Fringe Hub, is one of those shows. Presented by the Victorian Theatre Company, this new play expands to almost an hour and a half, which makes it a real and satisfying night of theatre. For Love Nor Money, Angus Cameron's latest play follows the love triangle of Mel, Clarice Bonello, Liam, Alexander Lloyd, and Ryan, Matthew Connell. The play does not follow the natural timeline of the intersections. I don't know how much of the structure was workshopped in rehearsal, but in a post-dramatic arc, the play follows the fluctuations of the relationships, the highs and the lows, the connections and the disconnections. Mel and Liam are a couple. She is an emerging film director and he is an up-and-coming poet, or he thinks he is. They have been a couple for a long time, but it is a relationship which regularly includes a third. Mel notices someone, Ryan, one night and convinces Liam that Ryan might complete a new menage a trois. 
Ryan is a political aide, but to a certain extent in this iteration of the play, that is somewhat irrelevant. What is important is that he is a source of money. That comment might give you a slightly wrong impression about the play, though, or perhaps the correct one. His clothes set him apart in this production. As the play progresses, the characters are revealed, as well as the circumstances of their coming together. Remember, I said it is not chronologically linear. I find myself wondering how much of Mel's interest was piqued not only by a pretty man, but also by a man so obviously of means. The actors are of the finest calibre. Connell plays the metamorph with skill, revealing little yet being an agent of great impact on the triangular relationships in all of their manifestations. His ambiguity is the catalyst from which Mel is able to take her career leap of faith. His money is what facilitates this. I very much enjoyed how Bonello balanced the play of emotions which underpinned the conflict between her ambitions and her need for human connection. In many ways, Liam is the only emotionally honest character, and Lloyd's portrayal of vulnerability in a world too fast and too entrepreneurial was heartbreaking. It was also delightful to see those social and emotional stereotypes of man and woman inverted. We need to break them down. Women can be ambitious and men can be vulnerable. Thank you, Angus. Justin Knott as a director is a good match with Cameron's writing. They share an artistic oeuvre and work in a similar creative space. There is a small schism, though. Knott sits firmly in the realm of post-traumatics, and this dominates in this production. I think, though, that Cameron's writing is more post-truth, and I wonder if some important subtext has been left unrevealed in this production of For Love Nor Money. That may also be a result of fitting the show into the fringe construct. I would love to see another iteration of this play where Cameron explores the politics of Ryan and the poetry of Liam a bit further, although I realise that is generally not the timber of this playwright's past work. Knott has made some really clever choices. The staging keeps the three characters locked in a tight triangle together, a rather literal interpretation, with fluoro lights defining the space and only a chair at each point. I mentioned earlier about how much I liked the costuming, but I found the scene changes too long and repetitive. Music filled the void, but it was disconcerting to hear the theme for Vikings in this context. That music is too iconic and pulls us out of this story and into that one. Eventually, in the second half of the show, the scene change music did change into strong, driving, less recognisable stings. This works much better, but in my opinion, the time wasted changing costumes would have been better spent exploring subtext and building breathing space into the rapid-fire dialogue, interrupting the rhythm to emphasise intention. That probably sounds like I didn't enjoy it for love nor money, but I really did. I love the ideas in the play and I really enjoyed the characters. They are modern and they are meaningful. They make hard choices and they live and love with passion. They are us and they are now. Be very afraid of that. And I gave For Love No Money 4.5 stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comments section under the review. This week I also reviewed Leather Lungs Happy Ending, Spunk Daddy, Back Pocket and Minus One Sister. And you can read these reviews at whatdidshethink.com as well. You can also invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page.
And now time for some industry news. MGS Architects and SBL Landscape Architects have been selected to design the Footscray Community Arts new outdoor performance space. After their recent work on the Footscray Community Arts Master Plan, MGS Architects and SBLA Studio have been appointed to convert the much-loved but aged Bluestone Amphitheatre into a space for high-quality outdoor experiences the audiences deserve. MGS Architects will design a flexible event space with durable weather protection, accessibility considerations and sophisticated technical infrastructure. Together with Footscray Community Arts Indigenous Advisory Group, SBLA Studio will lead the indigenisation of the landscape, expanding and improving the riverside green space. SBLA Studio specialises in landscape architecture and urban design, integrating art, history, ecology and play to craft immersive and meaningful landscapes. With their projects prioritising people, environmental and social well-being, some of SBLA Studio notable works include the Collingwood Arts Precinct, Monash Gallery of Art, Bendigo TAFE Public Realm Redevelopment and with organisations including First Nations Communities and Councils, Hobart's Women's Shelter and social housing groups. The Footscray Community Arts Precinct sits right by the Maribyrnong River and is a popular destination for local communities. The fresh outdoor performance area will harmoniously blend with Melbourne's western landscape, featuring various green spaces aimed at rejuvenating and enlivening the surroundings. This exciting development also means their program of diverse and captivating events is only set to grow. This is why the design reflects their commitment to reducing noise for the neighbours. With the project guided by their Indigenous Advisory Group and continuously shaped through extensive consultations with artists and the community, the new outdoor performance venue symbolises their dedication to inclusivity for both audiences and artists. And now it's time for something special. Becoming popular
Joycify Melbourne. Tickets for Broadway's blockbuster hit Wicked at the Regent Theatre are on sale for performance from the 6th of March 2024. Earlier this week, the massive Wicked hot air balloon flew over Melbourne, heralding the return of this glorious show to its original Australian home. And Lord Mayor Sally Caff was on hand to welcome the two stars, Courtney Monsma and Sheridan Adams, to Melbourne. Almost 20 years since its premiere on Broadway, Wicked remains one of the most successful and popular musicals in the world. Wicked is the winner of over 100 major awards, including the Grammy Award, the Olivier Award, six Helpman Awards, three Tony Awards, and six Drama Desk Awards. The musical has played in 16 countries around the world, including Japan, South Korea, China, Hong Kong, Singapore, the Philippines, New Zealand, Mexico, Brazil, Germany, the Netherlands, and the UK and has been translated into six languages. Wicked has become the fourth longest-running show in Broadway history, surpassing Cats. The novel Wicked by Gregory Maguire, published in 1995, has sold 5.5 million copies, with 5 million of those sold since 2003 when the musical opened. Buoyed by the musical's success, the novel has appeared on bestseller lists for close to two decades since its initial publication. The stellar Australian cast is led by Courtney Monsma as Glinda, the bubbly popular girl who becomes Glinda the Good, and in her debut in a lead role, Melbourne-born Sheridan Adams as Elphaba, the girl born with emerald green skin who grows up to become the Wicked Witch of the West. Robin Nevin plays the role of Madame Morrible, and Todd McKenney is the wizard. Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women met in the Land of Oz. One born with emerald green skin is smart, fiery, misunderstood and possessing an extraordinary talent. The other is bubbly, blonde, ambitious and exceptionally popular. They become rivals, then friends, until the world decides to call one good and the other one wicked. We're gonna make you pop, you Based on the novel by Gregory Maguire, Wicked has music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz and a book by Winnie Holtzman. The production features musical staging by Wayne Cilento with original direction by Joe Mantello. Wicked is produced in Australia by John Frost for Crossroads Live Australia, Mark Platt, Universal Pictures, The Araka Group, John B. Platt and David Stone. Experience the unforgettable award-winning musical Wicked in Melbourne in 2024. The Melbourne season details are it's showing at the Regent Theatre from the 6th of March 2024. Tickets sell from $79 and transaction fees apply. Bookings can be made by ticketech.com.au or call 1300-111-011. A celebration throughout Oz, that's all to do.
And I want nothing else till I die Held in such high esteem When people see me, they will scream For half of Oz's favorite So to finish, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. Tonight, Melbourne Fringe is hosting its awards night and closing party. The party starts at 9pm at Trades Hall. It is free and no registration is required. There may be queues though, so come early. Tonight is also the final night for Myth, Propaganda and Disaster in Nazi Germany and Contemporary America at La Mama Courthouse. Bookings via lamama.com.au. Monash University has published a two-part exploration on influencer culture in their podcast, What Happens Next? And finally, Marty Monster is presenting his newest play, Madrina, as a play reading at the Q Courthouse on the 27th of October. They're inviting you to partake in 1970s fancy dress fun, and there will be food, drink, raffles, and live music. The event starts at 6pm on the 27th of October at Q Courthouse. Tickets through Eventbrite. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara. Also, if you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas. Scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. And let's catch up again next week. What did she do?